Solo Senior Team message has been restructured and is now presented in this new caregiver-centric podcast, providing an update on what's new and exciting at Enlo. Hello, everyone. I'm Jolene Francis, Vice President of Philanthropy and Communications, sharing the microphone today with Mike Wiltermood, Enlo's President and CEO. Today, we'll be reflecting on some interesting and, dare I say, fun activities going on at Enlo during the month of May 2022. Hi, Mike. Welcome back to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Jolene. Thank you. Good. Hey, Mike, the renewal of our Plain Tree affiliation is underway, and this year we've applied for Plain Tree Distinction. What makes distinction different from gold designation? Well, distinction extends the recognition pathway for high-performing person-centered organizations. Only organizations that have multiple designations as gold qualify for distinction. And there's basically five main drivers of, of the distinction recognition. One is uh, deepening partnerships with our patients and their families, mentorship, how we help other organizations along their path to gold designation, and sharing our knowledge in general with, with other organizations. I think that the two drivers that are most relevant to our community include what Plaintree refers to as doing good, raising the health status of the community that we serve. And a few years ago, one of our board members, Walt Schaefer, volunteered to lead a group of people in developing a strategy to raise the status of health in our community, particularly for individuals who were vulnerable, underserved, and what you might call hard to reach. And that we've recently operationalized a lot of that strategy with Dr. Andy Miller taking the lead on that. So we're very proud of that. And Plaintree seems to be very impressed with the work that we're doing. And, and then finally, kind of an academic aspect to our designation is what they call study impact, which includes the design and execution of a research study regarding our implementation of programs that have helped us along the, our pathway. And many of you probably remember Dr. Susan Avanzino, who has been monitoring a longitudinal study, academic study, since 2007 regarding our journey to Plain Tree Gold. And that's a really fascinating study to read. Great. Thanks for that explanation. We know that the Plain Tree survey team was here the week of, between the days of April 19th and 22nd, and they were doing interviews. Do you have any news to share on, on that assessment result? Well, yeah. First of all, I'd like to thank Joy Todd, who's our Plain Tree coordinator. She did an excellent job preparing us for the survey, although I honestly think that many of the Plain Tree initiatives are so ingrained in our community that, you know, I think they could come anytime and, and be just as favorably impressed as they were this last week. We are scored on a scale of 160, and at the exit interview, Plain Tree survey team let us know that we achieved a score of 156. So, they, they can't completely validate that we're, we're qualified as a gold designation or distinction facility, but based on that score, I'd say the odds are pretty good. Yeah, it sounds like they're pretty good. I guess nobody's perfect, right? They had to mark us down for something, so, so they knocked four points off. I guess we can take that, though. 
Yeah, we can live with that. Yeah. So the Enlo Quality Summit is continuing and voting concludes this week. And I'm wondering what your impressions are of the quality improvements that have been undertaken by various service lines this year. And do you have anything you'd like to share with the departments that participated? Oh, absolutely. You know, there's 68 posters on display out in the Enlo Park. And it's just a phenomenal showing considering the pressures that we've had over the last couple of years with the pandemic. It just, it's just so indicative of the commitment to quality that so many of our departments have. And uh, just, just to see that number of posters out there with all those initiatives is incredible. The, the announcer or the winners will be announced May 11th at the Enlo Park at 6 p.m. We're going to have a broadcast live on Enlo's Facebook page as well as YouTube. There's some truly outstanding stories there. I'd encourage everyone that has a chance to, to take some time to read them. Yeah, that's great. And there's just, well, the voting has concluded by now, by the time this podcast goes live, but I hope everybody's going to tune in and see the announcements of the winners. It's very exciting. You know, May 1st kicks off the month-long Enlo Giving Campaign, and this is the time of year that we focus our gratitude and fundraising efforts internally with our staff, our physicians, and volunteers. And we're focusing on the new Comprehensive Cancer Center campaign this year for those fundraising efforts. So I'm wondering what message you might have for caregivers about the importance of this campaign, and what does it mean to you personally, when caregivers make Enlo a charity of choice? Well, I, I know from firsthand experience how generous our employees are, not only in giving to Enlo, but into giving to charities and not only of their time, but of, or of their substance, but of their time throughout the community. You know, we're our own best billboard. And when we go out to fundraise and other folks in the community see the commitment that we have to a project that really encourages them to give as well. And it's a, it's a great selling point as we try to raise money. You know, every 10 years or so, we make a significant investment in our infrastructure. Going back to 1980, many people will remember the Fifth Street Tower, the acquisition of Community Hospital, and most recently, the Magnolia Tower. These are in today's dollars, these are projects that are, you know, well into the millions of dollars, sometimes over $100 million of investment. Since the campfire, we have been struggling in particular with outpatient services, so many of which were destroyed during the fire. And this, this project, the, the Comprehensive Cancer Center campaign, is really important for two reasons. One, just in terms of community health, it might surprise a lot of our listeners to know that over 60% of our cancer patients have to leave the area for service. We need to change that. We need to provide more care, more opportunities for the latest and best care possible for cancer patients here locally. The other reason why this project is so important is that building this cancer center centralizing cancer-related services into one campus will also open up other spaces available to give us facilities that we can repurpose for those other outpatient areas that are struggling to keep pace with the demands of our community. And so 
this this project is going to raise all the boats. It's going to be well over $100 million. We're hoping that we can raise 10 to 20% of that. And our own employees, the caregivers here at Enloe Medical Center, will really, I think, can help us towards that goal. Yeah, it's a very exciting project. And we hope people will learn more about it during May and Employee Giving Month. And and participate as best they can, certainly at least in the celebrations. So speaking of celebrations, you know, Caregivers Week is all set for May 9th through the 13th. And there are a lot of fun activities and shared gratitude and appreciation for all of our NLO caregivers. What message would you add to amplify the gratitude for that week? Well, I, I really hope that all of our employees can take advantage of the, of the events and the food trucks and the things that we've got going. Obviously, we're still a little bit limited by some of the you know, COVID-related restrictions, but we're gonna do the best that we can. What I think is really gratifying about this is just to see all the people that work as teams able to celebrate a little bit and just kind of take a little bit of time off work and relax and reflect on the great job that they've been doing. It's just, you know, we, we do our jobs day to day and, and maybe don't think a whole lot about it, but uh, maybe because of my position, I hear an awful lot from the community and their expressions of appreciation and gratitude for the, for the work that is being done here at Enlo to help them and, and or their families. And, you know, I just, I just hope that Caregivers Week gives people an opportunity to reflect a little bit on that and, and what a wonderful job that they've done, not only during the pandemic, but for the last, you know, as long as I've been here. And, you know, we just really appreciate the work that everybody does. Yeah, very well said. Thank you for that. You know, after our last podcast, we had a question from a listener who asked for an update about Enlo the dog. And we know that the InSitu Foundation, the organization that had been training Enlo as a cancer-sniffing dog, has taken their research in a different direction, and they relocated out of California. But what do we know about what Enlo the dog is doing now? Well, you know, the fact that, that people are asking questions is really, really kind of gratifying, knowing the impact that Enlo's had on, on the community you know, unfortunately, or for better or for worse, he's retired from the cancer screening business and living a very enviable life with his adopted family out in Durham. It was, it was really a fun project watching him get trained and, and actually do some good for our community. You know, we valued the relationship that we had with Insightu, but we also understand the need for them to affiliate more strongly with an academic medical center. The research continues to go on in many locations throughout the world. It's, it's still a, represents a viable opportunity for us to uh, do low cost mass screening for cancer services. And just watching Enlo get trained and, and see how, what kind of impact he could have was, it was really special. Yeah, I would agree. You know, I remember the day that he was delivered and delivered to his adoptive family. And we were all out there. And I found it really interesting that even as a 12-week-old a puppy, I think he was about that age, he made a beeline for you. He just, he was really attracted to you for some reason. I thought that was interesting. He was the cutest little pup and he really did grow up to do some good work. I hope now he's just sitting out there in that orchard chasing birds once in a while and 
chewing on milk bones all day, enjoying his retirement. Well, I'm, I'm glad to know that our kinship didn't have anything to do with me having some kind of dire diagnosis, but <laughs> you know, that he might've had as even as a puppy, but uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was definitely before he was trained. So I think you're safe there. Anyway, well, that's all the time we have today, but we've covered a lot of ground. So thank you, Mike, for joining me on this edition of Enlo's Message. And thank you to all our caregivers for listening. We really appreciate you. And we welcome your feedback. You can reach us at askmike at enlo.org. That's ask.mike at enlo.org. Or you can just give us a call. I know Mike always answers his phone and he's always encouraging people to reach out to him. So thank you all for all you do. And Mike, any closing thoughts today? No, I'm just looking forward to Caregivers Week and seeing who's going to win the Quality Summit. Looking forward to that. Agreed, agreed. Well, thanks. You have a great rest of your week. Thank you.